They brought gifts. That's why we give gifts. But remember that Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. And when you celebrate this Christmas, enjoy your family. Enjoy the good food. Eat, for those of you who are fasting with me starting January 2nd, eat as much as you can get your hands on and enjoy that time. But please, don't ever forget the reason that we celebrate this season is the miracle of Christmas, and his name is Jesus Christ. Come on, give the Lord a clap of praise. to talk about the miracle of Christmas. See, Christmas, first off, let me just tell you, without Christmas, there's no Resurrection Sunday. There's no salvation. There's no Christ rising from the dead because he would be, never be born. So if that's part of the miracle. But even prior to his birth, there was many miracles that happened just even prior to his birth. And you may think, well, Pastor, what are you talking about? See, sometimes we overlook what our miracles are in our lives. You know, I'm looking at Friday. It was a miracle that I wasn't creamed in a sandwich. You know, I, I mean, yes, I had to climb out my, my driver's side window to get out the car, but at least there were no jaws of life cutting me out of the car. Because that, that's the kind of accidents you see in that section of road that time of day. So that's a miracle. But let's get back to Christmas because it's not about me. It's about Jesus. And turn me to Luke chapter 1 verse 30 is where we're going to open. Hallelujah. It's so nice to see you all today. Praise God. Amen. So let's read. Luke 1, verse 30. And the word of the Lord reads, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and he shall call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and the kingdom, and his kingdom there shall be no end. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. And then you go on and 
Mary has discourse with the angel, and she says to him things like, she says, well, how can it be? Because I have not known a man. And he tells her that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon her, and she's going to conceive. Miracle number one. First off, the angel, let me ask you a question. Anybody here ever had an angel come stand in your living room or your bedroom and tell you a message? Not yet, praise God. Good outlook. And has anybody ever had the Holy Spirit come on you and conceive a baby or a child? Miracle. A miracle. There was no humanity involved in the conception of Jesus. It started with a virgin's womb, became habitation of life of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So the Holy Spirit does his thing. Mary is pregnant. Now here comes miracle number two. And y'all men will identify with this one. Here you got Mary. She's engaged to Joseph. And she has to go and tell him. Because you know, wait, no way she's going to hide it. Because you know the process. And she can't blame it on New York style pizza. So Mary has to go to Joseph and say, hey, baby, uh, I'm with child. But I ain't been with no man. You know, all of us brothers would be like, yeah, right. You're out of here. The Bible even says, and we would all probably figure out, yeah, it must have been so-and-so. But the Bible says that another angel spoke to Joseph and said, don't, so paraphrase, don't worry, bro. She's telling you the truth. This is a holy thing. She's telling me, so do not get rid of her. And he didn't do it. There was no, he, they, he went through the processes of do, doing what he needed to do. And then here comes another miracle. And you'll find this one in Luke 1.41. And it says, And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. See, here you got the pregnant virgin, miracle, Shows up to her barren cousin, Elizabeth, who's pregnant with John the Baptist. Mary greets Elizabeth and the one who's called to prepare the way in the wilderness for the Lord leaps in the womb of the woman who heard the voice of the woman carrying the king of kings. Miracle. And it says that at the time that she heard his voice and the baby leaped, she got filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I know when some of y'all women are praying, you begging that Holy Ghost to fill you, to help you through that. You can go back and say, like you did with Elizabeth, <laughs> fill me with your Holy Ghost. So even before Jesus is born, there's this miracle after miracle preparing the way. 
God prophesied the birth of Jesus back in the book of Isaiah and other books that he was going to be born. So now you have King Herod. King Herod is afraid of this king that's going to be born. There's a big star in the sky. Listen, all you astrologists and all you people who study astronomy, however you want to explain it, whether it was meteors colliding or t big tail of a comet, whatever it was, it was there. However God decided to make it happen, it was there. And it was pointing to a place that that child was going to be born. But Herod had no idea, and he wanted to get rid of that baby. He didn't want that to happen. He wanted to find out. What did he do? He had him do a census where every person had to return to their hometown and to be accounted for because he was trying to find out about the newborn babies. Which later on, he, he couldn't find out. So he went and they had all two-year-old, up, up to two-years-old slayed. But here you got Herod. Census, everybody has to go back to their home where they're from. Now, at that time, Mary is getting real close. She's, she's been to St. Joseph's five times. She is close. They're in Nazareth. But Joseph is from the house of David, so he has to go back to Bethlehem. Now, if it had not been for God allowing and provoking Herod to have the senses, Jesus would have been born in Nazareth and would not have fulfilled scripture. So what did God do? He touched the ruler of the area and gave him fear and let him have fear and let him have, I need to know where this baby's going to be born. Everybody go back to their hometown, do a census. So what does Joseph have to do? Joseph has to take his pregnant wife, who's in no shape to travel, all the way back to Bethlehem for where he has to register for the census so now Jesus can be born, fulfillment of the prophecy, miracle. And then there was miracles that later on that protected Jesus' life. He said, Herod's coming to get you, go to Egypt. And he just went to Egypt. So even before Jesus was born, there was miracle after miracle after miracle happening so that the fulfillment of God's plan and God's prophecies could be established. So it's not just we get together and we sing Christmas songs and we give presents and it's all a good feeling day. And, some, and remember, some people have, have bad memories on Christmas. For those people who have bad memories on Christmas, I can tell you he's the Prince of Peace and he can take those bad memories away. See, Jesus is the true reason for the season. So miracle after miracle, before Jesus is born, then we find they have gone to Bethlehem and because of the census, everything is overpopulated. There's not a room. So now another part of scripture gets fulfilled because they give them a manger out with the animals. But in Luke 2, 9, this is the 
another miracle because I, I I've never seen this. I had never heard of it happening any other time. But in Luke two chapter Luke chapter two verse nine, it says, "And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid." Talking about the shepherds in the field tending the flock, and the angel said unto them. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Notice that. Great tidings of great joy to all people. So whoever will receive this message and receive this king that's about to be born will have great joy. No, no, no special denominations, no color, no race, no creed. And all who ever believe in Jesus, the one who's about to be born, is being born right now, shall have great tidings of great joy. For unto you today, in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothings, lying in a manger, and suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. To me, that's another miracle. First off, you got an angel up bringing the message. Now, I'm sure it wasn't some little floating cherub with a harp. God's angels are big, huge, and bright. So he was saying he was proclaiming a message. And then if that wasn't good enough, now he gets joined by the heavenly host. That must have been a, an event to see. I think that would be one of the reels I want the Lord to play back for me when I'm in heaven, if he has them on some kind of where he can show you. I want to see that because I'm sure that was an amazing event. But he says... You're going to find the, the baby wrapped in swaddling clothing, another fulfillment of Scripture. Everything about the birth of Jesus is fulfillment of Scripture that was prophesied in the Old Testament and in the ancient prophecies. When you look at the fact that the Lord conceived the, the Lord in a, a virgin's womb, that's fulfillment of the prophecy from Isaiah 7, 14, which says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So here God gave the gift and the miracle of the birth of Jesus. But that's the gift. You ever heard of how many have ever gotten a gift and then you've turned around and rewrapped it and gave it to somebody else. You can be honest. I think everybody's, re they call that regifting. Now, normally, we would do that because it was something that we already had or for whatever reason we decided, or we just needed to get somebody another gift, so we just regifted it and gave them the gift. So we call that regifting. But let me tell you something about. Christmas and the miracle of Christmas it is the gift that keeps on giving you see the birth of because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
so that whomever shall believe in him shall not perish and have eternal life. So the gift that God gave to mankind one time is a gift that keeps on giving eternally, perpetually, and forever and ever and ever. Another miracle of Christmas. You see, there's so much wrapped up into this birth of Jesus. Like I said, the Christianity in a nutshell, if you wanted to give a one, a one sentence paraphrase of what it is, begins in an empty womb and ends in an empty tomb. There was a virgin that was conceived by the Holy Ghost and had a holy child named Jesus. Jesus walked 33 years on the earth, sinless and free of sin, and took our penalties on the cross at Calvary. He was in the grave three days, died, and rose again. So now we have salvation and we have resurrection power through the miracle of Christmas. And all the miracles that led up to the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. See, this regifting is a gift that keeps on giving. You'll find in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 6, you'll find Peter. And they come up to the blind, they come up to the beggar at the gate called Beautiful. And this guy was a beggar. He couldn't walk. So he would get dropped down, carried in, or however he'd get to the gate called Beautiful. And he would stand out and he would beg for money. I would have just had somebody get, drag me into the gate called Beautiful and get my healing, but he just decided to stay outside and get money. He comes up to Peter. Now, Peter and them, like, like the people that they were, they were always going into the temple. So they were about to enter in through the gate called Beautiful, and here this beggar says, hey, give me some alms. Hey, hey, help me out, help me out. And Peter says these words. He says, silver and gold have I none, but what I give what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The gift that he got just gave gift of walking. And he says that his ankles immediately got strengthened and he jumped up and he leaped. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. The gift that keeps on giving. People who are headed to hell can get saved and be headed to heaven. A woman in Atlanta who came with a deaf in one ear with a miracle with a device in her ear to hear now has a gift that kept on giving, gave it to her, and she doesn't need to use that device anymore. Gift that keeps on giving, the miracle of Christmas. Christmas should put joy in your heart. Not just because you know, hey, oh, I know, man, I'm going to rack up the gifts this year. And they should never put, put fear or, 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 or sorrow in your heart. Or, or Sometimes I think we focus too much on what we're getting for other people. And that becomes a stressor for us because oh, we got to do this, got to do that. I got to make sure I spend this much on that much. Oh, they spent this much on me last year. So it shouldn't be about that. It should be about great tidings of good joy to all those you love. Now, I'm not against giving gifts. And I'm definitely not against receiving gifts because, yo, I like to give stuff too. When it starts to distract from the message of the reason for the season, when it all becomes about a big old jolly fellow with a red suit and a beard, and there's no Jesus involved, now we got a problem. Just like Easter with the bunny and the eggs. It's all about the cross and the empty tomb at Easter. But Christmas is a miracle that keeps on giving. In Psalm 96.3 says, we're supposed to declare his glory among the nations and his wonders among all the people. And then we have the proclamation from Isaiah that I'm going to read real quick so we can, I know y'all hungry because you smell all that food outside. But in Isaiah 
It says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of his increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. And the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, then to establish it with judgment and the justice with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts will perform this. Now, first of all, I want to point out he's your prince of peace. When you're going through trials and troubles and tribulations and kids are getting on your very last nerve and you're getting calls from the school and you're getting calls your employers on your neck and you're and the creditors are calling you and you got all these problems going on in your life he's your prince of peace and then notice it says of his peace there shall be no end we as believers should be able to tap into his peace anytime we need it but we have to learn how to shut down the things that are causing the distractions and taking away our peace Bible says, cast down all imaginations and bring them into the subjection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to learn how to do that. Of his government, that means empire. We talk about the kingdom of God. Jesus is the head of the kingdom of God. And of that kingdom and of that empire, and no, not the empire y'all was watching on Fox. Repent, repent, repent. This is not about Lucius or whatever his name was. Was it Lucius and Coco or something like that? I mean, I have no idea. But anyway, his empire shall have no end. He's going to reign forever. And check this out. That word wonderful, he shall be called wonderful translates as miracle or wonderful thing. See, even back in Isaiah, when he was prophesying about Jesus, he was calling him a miracle. See, Jesus should be your miracle. Jesus should be every believer's miracle because without that miracle living on the inside of you, you have no hope, you have no future, you have no joy, you have no peace because there's only two powers that are in operation in this world and one is the power of Jesus and the other is the power of Satan. And if you're not celebrating the miracle of Jesus, you better be careful because you're celebrating G the power of Satan in your life. You have to be celebrating Jesus, not the things of the world, not the way the world thinks, not what the world says, not what TV says, and praise God, not what the media says. Got to get back to what the Word of God says and celebrate the miracle of Jesus, the peace of God given to mankind. Because remember, when he stood behind in front of the storm and he told the winds to stop, he said, peace I give unto you, and peace that as man gives I give unto you. See, you can't, comp you can't counterfeit, you can't pretend, you can't duplicate the peace of God. Man will try, man will attempt, but you cannot. And the miracle of Christmas is the miracle of Jesus being born so that he can become born in every one of your hearts. Come on, give him praise. 
I'm telling you, the peace of God blows your mind. Where's Freddie Michael? How about that peace of God on Wednesday nights, Freddie Michael? Huh? You just, you just don't even want to leave. You just want to just, I'm telling you, and, and like after 10.30, see, some people stay, they, and people who stay to 10.30, they, they feel, but when you, at, from 10.30 on, it's like, you just want to like find a place to lay down. Find a place, lay down, and just ex enjoy the peace of God. And you lay all your troubles that have already come to you that week at that time, and you, and you ask him to help you with the ones that are coming. But he's a gift that keeps on giving. He's, that word counselor means to advise. How many actually ever asked Jesus for advice? Anybody? How many ask him for advice or how many just do this? Okay, Lord, I want a Lambo. Lord, I want a new car. Lord, I need a payment. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need this. How many have ever said, Lord, I need you to help me to choose the right car? Lord, I need you to help me to choose the right lender for my financing on my house. Where do you want me to go, Lord? How many have ever done this? I'm sure hands are going, would go up all over the building. Lord, please help me deal with these children. <laughs> Lord, I need some advice on how to handle these kids. Lord, I asked you for kids, but I didn't ask you for babies, kids. Amen. <laughs> It's funny how everybody knows who baby's kids are. No, no matter what your no matter what your background is, everybody knows baby's kids. <laughs> Hallelujah. Trust me. Ask him for advice. He's your mighty warrior, which means he's your champion, he's your chief. He God Almighty, he's the Prince of Peace. Means he's the head person of peace. So when you need peace, you can just say, the Holy Spirit, or you can just say, Jesus, I need your peace. Lord, I'm having trouble right now, and I need your peace. And the reason, how many understand why we give gifts at Christmas? Because I love my mom and dad. Although for sometimes kids, it's because I want to make them happy so that they cut me slack for the next year coming up. <laughs> Amen. I want to give them gifts and get them off my back. Amen. But we give gifts at Christmas because the first thing that was done is gifts were brought to him. They brought gifts. That's why we give gifts. But remember that Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving and when you celebrate this Christmas, enjoy your family, enjoy the good food, eat. For those of you who are fasting with me starting January 2nd, eat as much as you can get your hands on and enjoy that time. But please, don't ever forget the reason that we celebrate this season is the miracle of Christmas, and his name is Jesus Christ. Come on, give the Lord a clap of praise.
World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world, one life, one city, one nation at a time.